0: Be sure to rate and review this podcast if you like it, and follow me on Instagram at channel and, XO, and find me on YouTube for four new videos a week. Welcome back to the podcast, Shalligators. This week, I want to talk about the subtle are out. Now, We, at this point, we've all heard lean in, just like sit up straight and lean in. And originally, you know, that's a theory for how you should conduct yourself at work and stand up and say the bold things and go for that corner office. And hell yeah, that's amazing advice. That's exactly what you should do. Truly being a wallflower like doesn't get you anywhere. You know, fortune favors the bold. But I think we as women, as we are wont to do, have taken it a little not too far, but to a place that maybe doesn't serve us all the time, we are already inclined to lean in in so many different capacities. So what do you do? And how do you know when the time is actually to lean out, to lean back? So that's what we're going to talk about today. But before we do... Oh, speaking of backs and leanings, get someplace comfy. We're going to do our breathing exercises and come up with any sort of mantra you want. If you want lean back to be your mantra, is that Fat Joe song playing in your head right now It's playing in mine. I'm so sorry. Go ahead and make that your mantra. All right. Get comfy. Whew, unloose the jaw. Shake those shoulders. Let the girls let the boob shimmy and breathe in through the nose. And out through the mouth. One more time. In through the nose. (sighs) And out through the mouth. And I do this breathing exercise because I don't know about you guys, but sometimes this is the only 15 seconds of the week I spend just pausing and breathing. And I realize that several times, you know, but I realized it again before I recorded this podcast. I'm like, hmm, like what, what's our theme going to be today? Like, what are we going to talk about? And there's so many different signs in my life right now about leaning back. So let's, let's just, let's just break all this down. So the lean in thing, yes, started out as a wonderful, necessary revolution for women. Lean the fuck in, like put your hand up, close mouths, don't get fed, girl, say what you need, say what you want, make a plan, go for it. But like I also said, we are hardwired to do that in a lot of different categories, and some of them aren't actually, that's not a good idea. We lean into people and to sometimes social situations, to problems, to codependency in ways that don't serve us. Or we lean into things like overscheduling ourselves, saying yes when actually (sighs) we just want to say no. And we talk a lot about boundaries here on this channel. I mean, constantly, because it's a constant problem for women like us, bold women. I mean, even women who aren't particularly bold, I think that can be even harder. We all have our issues with boundaries no matter what our own personality is like and no matter where we are in terms of our socialization, our career, our relationship status. It's really tough. And for me, learning to listen to my inner voice about when I'm uncomfortable, when I'm tired, when I'm bored, when I'm anxious, when this actually just isn't my vibe, man. That is the root of boundary setting. You know, we talk about boundaries like you build a fence around a house, but you know exactly where that property line is, like to the inch. No one's like, I don't know, maybe it's 30 feet that way. Because if if you don't know your boundaries, you're encroaching on someone else's territory, right? Or they're going to encroach on yours from a pure land standpoint. And man, isn't it the same in terms of emotion? Well, gee, I don't know. Maybe I'll stay out until four, even though I have a big presentation tomorrow. Yeah, come on, do another shot. They're encroaching on your land or you're going to encroach on theirs. So we really have to be judicious about this. So the lean out thing, lean back. Oh, I'm kind of going through it right now. I talked in Evil Week, the Evil Week video that's on YouTube, how to have like a hot girl fuck girl summer that, you know, I'm like dating a bunch of people and I'm like, it's probably going to like blow up in my face. Well, it didn't blow up in my face and it hasn't completely blown up. But this is the natural boom and bust cycle of being single. And I totally know that. And that's why you have to just kind of enjoy the highs when they're high, because you know that the lows are coming. And I think if you know that the lows are coming, they're much less low because it's not like. Wait a minute! I thought I was going to marry all three of these guys. Like, hey, you know what? I'm having fun. I'm probably going to get sick of one. Another one's going to get sick of me. I'm going to find out the thirds of fuck Whatever, whatever, whatever. So I'm in like the bust cycle of the boom, and a few are still around, but one that I really, I really cared about. Well, we leaned back, and I leaned back for my own reasons. He leaned back for his other ones, but there's, I'm trying. And I know you guys understand this, what our heart understands and what our head understands can be a, a world apart, you know? And we, I talk to you guys all the time and we talk about this, like we know a dude's a fuck boy. We know that it's a codependent situation. We know our sister's a bitch. We know the boss is never going to promote us. Like We know it, but feeling it and accepting it are totally different, right? Our brain and our heart are maybe... 13 inches apart from each other, and like a trillion fucking miles in terms of emotion. So, <clears throat> my goal is to stop merely cognitively understanding something and heart feel it, or at the very least, heart accept it and ego accept it. Oh, the ego. Our ego gets involved so much more quickly and so much more intensely than our heart. One of my friends is dealing with this. She's. Also single, boom and bust cycle with dudes. And there's this one guy, she keeps going back to this one, just, I mean, he's got a receding hairline. He wears like very embellished jeans. He is boring to the point of, I honestly thought maybe he was like on some sort of spectrum. No, he's just really fucking boring. And she just keeps going back. And I'm like, girl, you, I I won't even say he doesn't like you. You literally don't like him. She's like, I know, but he used to like me so much. I'm like, honey, that is your ego talking. That's not even your heart. And it's harder to get over an ego bruise than a heartbreak. Because you wouldn't think it's, well, a bruise or a break. No, because the ego's needs are almost bottomless and they come from all sides. Our ego needs to be fed via, like, the barista needs to be nice to us. You know, like, our ego needs it from there. We don't need love from the barista, but we need to be respected. That's our ego talking. So when we look around our lives, our ego is the thing in charge so much more than our heart. And God knows more than our head but I digress. Why am I bringing this up? Because when both of us have been going through these boom and bust cycles, we are trying to learn the art of the gracious lean back, the gracious lean back. And this is, Hey, I'm actually flipping the script. My head might not understand what's going on, or maybe it will. And my heart kind of definitely won't, but I am choosing to remove myself from situations that no longer serve me. Even if the ego says, no, we need to plug in. We need more of this. I say, no, actually, we don't. So a situation happened with me where the guy was literally like, I need to take a step back from this. Like, there's just been a lot of drama involving our relationship and everything just felt so that it, it was just like, it had this like sort of emotional sunburn where any slight touch was like, ah, like it was just more drama and more emotion. And it's like, everyone just needed to take a step back. And if I was younger, I would have been like, no, I'm going to fight for this. If I was subscribing to the lean in philosophy, I'm going to lean in. Well, I'm going to tell him why we can work through this and if it's fine and blah, blah, blah. I don't do that anymore. Maybe it's because I'm literally just really tired, <laughs> maybe, but we'll get to that in a second. Maybe it's because I'm getting more mature, eh, marginally. But I was just like, okay, yeah. Did my head understand it? I'm sort of. Did my heart enjoy it? Absolutely not. Did my ego? <laughs> no. But yet I forced my brain, my cognitive smart shalligator brain to override all of those emotions and impulses and just be like, okay, I get it. I I mean, okay, I get it. Do I feel it? Get it. Do I like, is it coursing through my veins? How much I get it? No, but you know what? It doesn't have to, we are not animals and we don't have to react based on pure instinct. Well, this hurts my heart. This hurts my ego. Yeah, girl, I bet it does. What's your head say? What's your shalligator alpha female brain say? You know what? It's saying, hey, if he doesn't want to plug into this anymore. okay, that's fine. I'm going to lean back. I'm going to be upset about it later, maybe. But here in this moment, I'm going to lean back. And I physically in my chair leaned back. I mean, I love the lean in example and the rhetoric around it because it is so physical. It's so visceral. Like, yeah, you're at a board meeting. You lean forward. You Put your hand up. It's like, Hey, actually, Gary, Dennis, I have something to add to this presentation. It's a physical gesture we can do to imprint a message into our brain. And we've talked about this before, how cognitive dissonance wants any sort of life raft. When, when our mind is in a state of sort of misery or panic, we want any sort of behavior, mantra, rhetoric, something to just get us out of the sea of misery, fish us out of that water. And truly, I mean, yes, our brains impact our Body language, of course, (laughs) of course, body language doesn't lie, but body language can lie to our brains. When we say, roll your shoulders back, do the superwoman pose. Studies show that standing in the superwoman pose, like legs apart, chest out, hands on your hips, I'm Gal Gadot, doing that for 90 seconds measurably boosts self-confidence and serotonin levels in your brain. Seriously. So we can use this to our advantage. When we want to lean in, physically lean in. But when we're realizing the situation is not working out, take a literal step back. Take a breath. Let's take a breath right now. (sighs) Right? Give your brain oxygen. How can you think if your brain is starving for oxygen? It's only food, right? Roll your shoulders back. Lean back in your chair. Cross your arms, which means you're no longer receptive to a message because you're not. Cross your legs. Or I'll keep those legs closed in general. And see if that kind of changes the cognition. See if your heart and your ego are like, oh yeah, I'm leaning the fuck back from this. There's other ways that we need to apply this lean back principle. I said recently in a video that I, and I said at the very end of the video, so you might've missed it. I'm like rapidly heading towards a burnout here in this job. And, uh, hi Georgina, one of the ch- chickadees who, uh, were working to to develop something very exciting that will hopefully be out by the end of the year, a new sort of iteration of this shalligator life. She's like, you are, (laughs) you're, you're going to burn out and you think your burnout is going to happen in three years. It's going to happen in three months, if not three weeks. And I, that hit me like a ton of bricks because she was so, so right. This job is team. No days off. There's no, There's no days off. There's no paid vacation. There's no coworkers to pick up the slack. It is me, myself, and I. And I'm so thankful for that. You know, I just, I get to be my own little island. But, you know, on an island, you're kind of doing it all. And it's been a really amazing but difficult year emotionally. And I sort of decided this is going to be my summer of slacking. This is my summer of the bare minimum. I'm probably not going to do three or four videos a week. I might only do one. I'm still going to do the podcast for you guys. But if there's a week where I'm traveling, and I can't get it up. We might rerun an old episode, remaster it. So it's a little bit jazzier. But this is a huge issue for my ego, right? Because my ego wants to lean in because my ego needs to get these needs met. Challenge: if you lean back from your career, you're leaning back from your entire identity. Who are you without this career? Well, I don't know. Right? Shallon, you have to lean into guys. If you don't, if you lean back from guys, who are you? Well, I don't know. These are the fear brains. The ego and the fear brain are best fucking friends, like weaving their stupid bullshit best friend bracelets and skipping through a field together. They fucking love each other. But your head and your heart, your healthy alpha brain, well, they're best friends too. But the ego, And the fear brain, they're louder. They're the snooky brain. You know, your head and your intuition—they're a little bit quieter. So I'm trying to listen to my intuition and not my ego and my fear brain. And where I'm at right now is I'm just fucking exhausted. I'm exhausted partly because, yeah, it's like I'm single. I'm dating. That—that's a big drain. We know. We know. (laughs) And I'm exhausted with the career. So it's like I need to lean back. And the fear when we lean back, whether it's from socializing for a little while or dating. Or even at work where we're taught to lean in, 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 in. It's like, you know what? Actually, I'm going to coast for the next four weeks. I'm just going to focus on like working out, leaving work a little early, doing, I'm going to do me and I have the right to decide how that looks. Maybe doing me is getting up at five in the morning, going for a jog. Maybe it's sleeping till 10 because I'm just burnt out and I need rest. You and you alone have the right to decide what a lean in looks like. And when to lean back. But yeah, the fear when we lean back is everyone's gonna forget about me. Everyone, oh my God, everyone's gonna forget about me. I mean, this is like certainly true given what I do, you know? And I mean, people tell you if you don't post a lot, if you don't do a lot, like people are gonna forget about you. And I'm like, oh fuck, man. But we cannot let fear override our own intuition and what we need. Shannon, I can't believe you're saying you're not gonna date the rest of the summer. I mean, no, I'm actually not saying that. But like, you know, people say that to you. What do you mean? You're not just going to like get out there. Time's a-wasting. The clock is ticking, ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. For everything, there is a season. It's not summer all year round. It's not spring growth all year round. There is times when something blooms. There's a time when something stays bloomed. And there's a time when something naturally sort of shrivels in a healthy way. It's a cycle. And we see that in nature. We see that with like, now that I live in the country, like calving season, when all the cows give birth, they don't give birth, you know, all year round. They like bone in the winter, whenever cows, like, I don't know how long they gestate, but they do that like in the fall or something. They give birth in the spring and then they chill for the summer, man. They're not like, I got to get pregnant again. No, nature understands the cycle. Nature understands when to lean in and when to lean back. And we, for some reason, don't. And it's especially hard to lean back, honestly, in the summer, because everyone, especially after this pandemic, everyone is telling you, "You got to get back out." And we're all traveling and blah, bun, blah, blah, all this energy you've stored up, and rah, let's get back out there. Listen, I know a lot of us are like not doing particularly well with the reentry. My mom was telling me about this, and you know they're referring to it as languishing. And languishing is not a new term, but it's it's sort of a new term that's being applied to socialization, where it's like. You're not really happy at home, but you're also not really happy being out. And you're just like, oh, just in this weird malaise of like, I don't know where I want to be. I don't know what I want to be doing. I think maybe you do. Our psyche is always telling us data. Always. Your brain is never like, gee, I don't fucking know. If we give ourselves the room to just listen, just listen, and to get curious and not furious, our psyche is always pointing us on a path of alignment. Now we all, we know. The psyche and the fear brain are not the same. They are mortal enemies. But the fear brain is loud. Well, of course I'm telling you what you need to do. You need to get out there and start dating. Start tindering. Hello, we've been single for a year and a half. What the fuck? You get out there. That's the fear brain. When there is this element of like threats to the message and like shame, what are you talking about? You spent the entire time in the pandemic just wishing you could be invited to parties. And now that you are, you don't want to fucking go. Great. Okay, weirdo. Is that the attitude that your mental messages are giving you? Like sometimes when I'm getting a mental message from my fear brain, I say it out loud. I like repeat it to myself out loud in exactly the tone of voice it's echoing through my brain so that I can hear how deranged it is. And then I ask myself, if somebody in my life, if my best friend was speaking to me in this tone of voice with this rhetoric, I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? Don't talk to me like that. I wouldn't even have to say it because she wouldn't talk to me like that because my best friend loves me. And my best friend is gentle with me emotionally, and she knows what's best for me, and she wants what's best. So my best friend wouldn't even say those things. Well, so if my best friend isn't saying this, then maybe this message is coming from an enemy. Maybe these messages are coming from fear. So get these rhetoric messages out. That's how you can start to tell. And once you get it out, it loses its power. You know, monsters live in the dark. And then what's left is the psyche, the true intuition saying, you know what? You used to be able to go out and party until you were two and it was great. Or maybe it wasn't, but now it's kind of different. Standards are a little different. The rubric for happiness has changed. Say you're going to go out for two drinks and then go home. Well, what what am I going to tell people? Say literally, I'm going out for two drinks and then I'm probably going to go home. I'm just a little tired. You know, I'm kind of easing my way back into this. Oh my God, then people are going to think I'm so weak. I'm so dumb. Okay, let them. But do you honestly think your best friends are going to think that? Well, no. Okay, do you think maybe they might actually really understand that? And hey, maybe they're actually on the same page. And maybe they're waiting for someone else to give voice to what their psyche is saying. Oh, hmm. That might might happen. But what if it doesn't? Okay, then what if it doesn't? People are going to be sad you left. And they're going to deal with that for maybe 15 seconds. Then they're going to order another vodka soda and go on with their lives. And you're going to be home, chilling, happy. And everyone's going to end the night happy because everyone's doing what's authentic to them. And that's what makes a happy night. Oh. Huh. Do you see the difference in the rhetoric? Do you see the difference in the tone of voice? Do you see the gentleness that comes from your psyche when she's truly just trying to help you listen to her? You know? there's no reason we can't listen to these things but our fear-based brain says that there is if we lean back everyone is going to forget about us what that reasoning is is our social inclusion needs which we talk about all the time if you have the pyramid of needs like the food pyramid you know our our higher maslow's hierarchy of needs basically on the bottom food shelter you know warmth that just the, all the basics right above that the next thing we need the absolute most is social inclusion, social inclusion. We gotta be part of a tribe, partly, sort of for survival. You know, it, it is much more difficult when you're an island. I mean, I look at that in terms of my career and I'm like, oh yeah, fuck, it's way tougher without a tribe. So I have to have more of a tribe in other categories in my life to sort of balance out that isolation. So when our fear brain is telling us, if we lean out, our tribe is going to forget about us. We're gonna be cast out of this tribe. And from like a caveman standpoint, That means you die. You can't survive the winter. You can't feed yourself. You can't raise your babies. That's it. You die. But we're not cavemen, right? We're cognitive advanced beings. And we have the power to dismantle these fear-based impulses, these reptilian sort of messages. No, actually, if I say, "Mm, I'm not going to go to this wedding. It's a long way to go. I love you. I'll buy you an extra nice present. Am I really going to get kicked out of this group? Hmm. Probably not. I mean, they might be upset, but are they truly going to cast me out? No. A phrase my mom always tells me, like when I'm in a fight with a friend or a spiral, it just, and it's so simple, but it's so beautiful. She's like, well, (laughs) either they'll get over it or they won't. I'm like, uh, what? Chalyn, either they will get over it or they won't, ma'am. And really, it has nothing to do with you. Like you've done... Your part, you've apologized. You communicate, whatever. But either they'll move on, or they won't. Either it will kill them, and kill you, and kill your friendship, or no, or you'll just all survive. And it's like, oh, that's true. So when we lean out, look at the worst case scenario with this breakup thing that I went through. It's like I'm leaning out because the worst case scenario is I never see this dude again. And I mean, that sounds really pretty shitty. Like that is not, that is truly a very bad case scenario. But actually the worstier case scenario is no, I lean in. I, you know what? Let me just try to talk you out of this. And then I look, mm, let's see, desperate, crazy, pathetic, lonely. And also it leads to the same place, which is I never see this dude again because I refuse to like, respect his emotions. You know, I don't appreciate it when I'm telling someone my truth. And they're like, let me tell you why you're wrong. You know, I mean, that's so insulting and offensive and frustrating. I mean, Jesus, talk about leaning back. I wouldn't want to plug into someone like that who cannot, who chronically cannot respect my wishes or chronically not hear me. I look at someone like that, I'm like, well, they, don't tell me you want to be with me. You don't even know me. I had to say this to an ex. I'm like, you say that you love me, but you don't even respect my most basic wishes. So I have a real hard time believing you're in love with me. So back the fuck up. And I clearly don't love you because you, you don't give me the basics of listening and respect. So no, I don't love you anymore. This is insane. Right? So with the leaning back with, you know, this other situation, it's like, look, we have to just let go and let flow. And we also, and here's the other element of leaning back, trust the process, trust the season. When crops grow and, you know, then you pick them and then they wither, is the farmer out there like freaking out? He's like, dig up the corn, Belinda. I don't know if it's going to grow again. No. He's like, all right, it's dead and it's shriveled up and it's dying right now. And, you know, if I didn't know jack shit about corn, I'd be like, fuck man, this corn's never coming back. Look at it. It's like yellow and brittle and it's rotting. But I do know shit about corn. I know a lot about corn, Belinda. And I know it's just going to come back next year. It's crazy. You know, actually, I don't know. Do you have to replant corn or does it actually come back? Well, it doesn't matter. We're not here to talk about corn. You know, I think about corn a lot. Anyway, The farmer knows and trusts the cycle of the crops. He trusts the cycle of the animals and the reproduction. He trusts the cycle of the seasons and of the earth, right? Yeah, we might have kind of a cold winter, but it's probably not going to snow in August. It's still the season is going to come back around. And we have got to do that with our own emotions. Hey, if I lean back from the situation with someone, I give this situation room to breathe, for that psychological sunburn to correct itself and to diminish. And then, truly, there might be a chance for another season. I really do believe that, like, (laughs) I had this one Australian friend, and my other friend Perry and I, we always, like, reference her in her accent, because I remember one night at a bar, and we were, like, talking about boys, and we, like, Perry and I each, like, miss some boy, and she's like, they always come back. (laughs) In this, like, serious Australian voice, she was, like, nose to nose with us, and we all always say, they always come back. Because people are seasonal too. There's a season. There's literally wedding seasons, right? Most people don't get married like February 2nd. Like they get married in the summer. There's seasons for socialization. There's seasons for love. There's seasons for retreat, for leaning back, both in the macro and in the micro, in a certain interaction. Is this my season to lean back with this person or with this interaction? Or with dating in general, or with going out in general. And the season might change within a day. You know what? In the morning, that's my time. I get up, I read my Bible, I do my stretches, I do whatever. Afternoon, hey, that's somebody else's season. That's the season when I go out, I start to see my friends, whatever. We can script these seasons, leaning in and leaning out, however we choose. But we do have to choose. This goes back to the fence line thing. Yeah. You can set your fence. I mean, shoot, you could set it like way closer than your property is. That's fine. But you have to, you have to do it, right? You have to actually figure it out and do it. And the time to figure out is not necessarily like in the moment. If we can give ourselves that room to listen to the psyche, to have a few quiet minutes in the morning to do these breathing exercises more than just when we listen to this podcast and to give ourselves the room to like, okay, What is giving me anxiety? Should I be leaning in? Should I be leaning back? How is this relationship going? Is it time to take a step back and be like, you know what? It's not working. Maybe for right now, maybe forever. But if it's not working for right now, if I want it to work down the line, maybe I do need to take a step back. Maybe things are inflamed. Maybe we were fighting too much. Maybe I don't trust him enough, whatever it might be. Same with work, same with friendship, same with family. And, you know, like I've been saying, I'm burning out. And if I keep leaning in, which is, it's what I'm inclined to do. You know, when I feel my work ethic wane, and I'm not good at a lot of things, I have an excellent work ethic. I do. I'm a self-starter. I don't need people hovering over me. I've always been like that. And it's something I'm very proud of. And when I can feel that sort of eroding, I get very, very frightened because it's the core of my identity. Wait a minute. What if I lean back and I never lean in again? What if I'm like, ugh, I just want to unplug for a few weeks and I never make another YouTube video. Mm, Is that likely or is that the fear brain? When I think of that message inside me, it's got that ripple of judgment. Oh, so you're just going to you're just going to take a break. You're just going to focus on you. What an asshole you are. What a lazy piece of shit. Great job, Shallon. Would my best friend say that to me like that? My manager, who makes money off of my money, wouldn't even say that to me. you would be like, yeah, do what you need to do, right? So when it is the fear brain, I can be like, oh, we got ourselves a snooky fear brain here. Then I can say, okay, these thoughts are actually enemy thoughts, and I know exactly what to do with an enemy. I know exactly what to do with enemy. I'm going to dismantle you. I'm going to break you down, and I'm going to dust you off. Bye. And now I'm left with the true psyche. Challenge is fine. Take some time. Just relax. Take some time from dating. Take some time from this. Start to work out more. Start to focus on your health. Oh, okay. And then when you're ready, the season's going to change. And you're going to come back stronger. Stronger like corn. You're going to grow tall and yellow and golden silky corn silk. It's going to be delicious. You're America's crop. You're America's surplus crop. You are a beautiful corn woman. Right? I'm going to have a summer of relaxation. I'm going to have a summer of leaning back. I'm going to have a summer of listening to myself. I'm going to have a summer of corn. I hope you guys can do that too. I want to know what you guys have to say about your own times to lean back. And more than that, I really want you again, just to reiterate, figure out your own lean ins and lean backs, and don't be impacted by what society is telling you. Everything's open. Get back out there. If you want, if not, you don't have to. There is no right or wrong direction. There is only an authentic one. There is only ever an authentic one. And you, this is the gift and the curse. You not only are obligated to choose (laughs) your authentic path, but that's the gift. You alone get to decide it. It gets to look however you want, decorated with your own beautiful feathers of authenticity, pleasing to no one except for you.